I'll roll my uh, Snake Eyes in review into this. Oh, we can we can talk about it. We can talk about it. We can talk about it because I tried yeah. I've tried twice to watch it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So and this is where the bit's gonna come in. It's about Snake Eyes. Oh, okay. okay, that's good. So, well, so first of all, I actually watched the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me, let me, let me just tell. Yeah, okay. we. I'll let you review it afterwards. Let me just tell you like my experience with it so far. Okay. So, so unfortunately, the only version of it on F movies is a cam uh, recording, and it's not great. But that didn't uh, stop me from like trying to watch it because uh, I was like, whatever. I'm like, I'll just turn it on before I go to bed. I'll probably fall asleep, but I'll just watch it like every night till I finish it. So I turn it on and it's just really boring and bad and not unique or like, it's like, it opens up on like son with dad and it appears that they're having a good time, but dad is anxious about something that he doesn't want to tell son. And then dad gets murdered in front of son later. And you're just like, uh, and there's this stupid fucking scene where he like the dad dies, like gambling for his life or some shit. And oh. he like rolls snake eyes. Right. Oh, and then it's like <laughs> flash forward to son in an un, regulated cage match and it's like oh is, yeah, that was movie really a million times bro right, yeah i've seen this movie a million fucking times so i just turned it off i was like i don't want to watch this <laughs> and, <laughs> and then then like two days later i was like okay i i haven't talked to chris in a while so i have like a lot of time before i probably will so i'll try and watch this shit again so i started it from where i left yeah, it, at least you get sport which it. is where Discount Ken Watanabe comes in. Oh, and, yeah, he wishes and, he was discount Ken Watanabe. And recruits him for the docks. <laughs> and uh, then the oh, title. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then the title comes up and it's like Snake Eyes at G.I. Joe Origin. I'm just like, oh. So I'm watching, he's like putting guns and fish or doing something. I'm like, okay, you know, he's doing something illegal. He's working for some gang or something. And then it turns into one of those, like, for some reason, we got the new guy. Like, he's putting guns and fish and he's not telling anyone about it. But for some reason, we don't trust him until he kills somebody. So. Yeah. Then he's got a. <laughs> so then, which is crazy, because it's like we don't trust this guy. Let's give him the only gun we have, and hope he doesn't kill us. It's like, what if he just shoots the guy that gives him the gun, who's the leader of the entire gang? <laughs> so this is really stupid. So then, of course, he's like pointing it at the guy that's like whose loyalty is in question, who I guess is like his friend or something. I don't know, but he has some kind of like. I think there's a little bit more to it then he's just such a good character that he doesn't want to like morally good character that he doesn't want to like murder this guy in cold blood and then it just and then it turns into like the first fight scene in the movie and it's fucking terrible um okay so hold on i think the first that scene where they're running through the docks and everything i think that was pretty cool Um, yeah bad taste in action (laughs) okay so i thought the choreography was really cool it's just the camera was really bad how did you think the dude? Okay, so here I'm actually glad we brought up the raid. So in the raid, the main character gets in like a few different fight scenes where he fights multiple guys. I think I think there's like one scene where he fights like four guys with machetes. 
And that's already kind of unbelievable. But the choreography and everything is so good that you kind of think like this guy could actually maybe fight four guys at once and like, you know, because they all like attack and like when dude, 20 fucking guys show up with like katanas to fight two dudes. Yeah. In order for them to win, 17 of those guys have to be on their phone while the fight's happening. So, no, the choreography's not good because you have too many fucking guys. And that's the thing is, like, the camera's, like, moving all over the place and it looks like a big yeah, brawl. that was really only, bad. It was, like, only two of them should be the fighting. Action. Yeah. It was really hard yeah. to follow the action because the camera Yeah, which it shouldn't be much. because because yeah, there's then, only two enemies. It's not right. like it's they, they got a bunch of backup. But they started running, dude. It was giving me motion sickness. Like, I couldn't. I had to look away from the screen. For, yeah, no, I got, I got like, 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 mad. I got mad Last Jedi vibes from it. I got the throne room scene vibe because I was just like, there's too many guys and like not enough protagonists. And so you could just tell that the guys in the background are just like flailing and shit to just like add like motion blur to the scene, basically. And it's just like, ugh. And also yeah. like, I didn't like how the fight scenes because like, this is super unrealistic. It's like, so this on. is the you're fucking... Giving, you're, you're, you bogarted this review. First of all, you bogarted I, this review. You watched... 10 minutes no, of the movie. Because this, this is I turned it off after this scene. <laughs> so this is all I have to say. But it was like enough to give. I was just like, oh man, this is so bad. I don't even want to watch the rest. Because like, also, even before they start fighting, it's like, this is the, you could, you literally had guns in fish, but then this guy doesn't shoot that gun. And then nobody's got a gun to shoot both of them and just like carry on with you. You got guns to put in fish. You can't just be standing around fighting every fucking guy that doesn't want to shoot his friend in the face. Just shoot them both in the face and get back to the fish packing. <laughs> so that was really dumb as well, because it's like, in order for this fight scene to happen, it's like, nobody else has a gun. And they're yeah. just like, it's just like, it's like one of those scenes where the guy's like, oh, I've been, I've, uh, I want to see how good my guys are at fighting. Well, they all suck, apparently. You're really bad at recruiting people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. And then, then it, like, I don't know. So then I, I was just <clears throat> thinking, like, uh, you know, and then there, there's, like, one part where the guy has, like, his hands behind his back, and he, like, shows that they're tied. And I don't know. And then he gets a sword. And I was like, oh, yeah. and, and there was, like, a couple setups where it looked like he was, like, going to die. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be, like, I, guess, I don't know why this guy needs to see another guy die because he saw his dad die. And that's all the impetus he needs to, like, do the whole movie. But I'm like, oh, he's going to see, like, another guy die, and that will be, like, another thing that... I don't know. But then the guy doesn't die. Like, nobody dies. They both get away. Yeah. And I was just like, you oh, my the whole God. scene, so, like, the part with the swords in the truck? Yeah, it was just super dumb. Yeah, I thought the way they ended it was pretty pretty lackluster. Is that where you yeah. took it off? Uh, so, they, they, like... It, like, it was, like, a wide shot of, like, a new building, and there was, like, a car driving to it. Okay, and, then you turned it off. and that's when I turned it off because well, I was just okay, thinking that's like a major I, distinction. Then that's the okay. huge difference. You turned it off twenty seconds after I after I mentioned. I'm just I'm just I'm just yeah. making sure that you know exactly where I turned it off. Okay, I don't, well, I, okay. So here are my thoughts on the movie. Um, the okay, so there's this part where the guy who we later find out that well, it's he's the friend that he's saving, right? The guy that he didn't shoot. Yeah, so he comes out with like two swords. Like I, did, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the fight scene was like really hard to track because like the camera was moving around everywhere, and the the way it ended like in the truck with all the swords and the thing that that wasn't that cool. 
But I'm like, okay, well, I'm teetering on the edge. I'm half and half. Maybe it'll be good after this. I, w- I was thinking, like, did you take Gabby to go see this? No, I went by myself. Okay, because I was thinking that, like, if I was Gabby with you, I would have, like, just turned to you as, as that scene ended and been like, I kind of hate you. And <laughs> I'm, like, regretting everything about yeah, my life. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I, went, I looked at my phone pretty early on in the movie. Yeah, that's not a good sign. After that, throughout. Well, okay, so uh, I thought that was, it's kind of like the movie started with the thing with his dad getting killed by that guy, and then <laughs> um, the movie started again when yeah. he met the other guy and didn't kill him. Discount Ken Watanabe? Oh, yeah. the, the other, the doc oh, that one. Yeah, and then, no, the movie started again when he was fighting in the cage <laughs> match, and Ken Watanabe guy told him that I know who killed your dad, and then the movie started again when he met his friend who he saved from being killed by the by the Yakuza yeah, or whatever. So I did get that feeling as yeah, I did get that feeling as well. Where I was like, dude, is this movie ever gonna fucking start? Like, yeah. So okay, so after that, I was like, okay, this is cool because like it turns out the guy he saved uh, was a spy on the Yakuza, and he's like a rich guy in Japan, and he's uh-huh. like, I owe you like my life, and you can come and live with my family. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And so the guy dresses in all white throughout the whole movie. So I'm like, okay, this guy's like going to be Storm Shadow. But how does that work? Because uh, you know he's he's like a good guy. They're both good guys. So like Storm Shadow is like a bad guy in GI Joe universe. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So then it's like, okay, so he wants him. What does he want him to do? He wants him to live with his family now in Japan, but. <laughs> I guess, but he's got his own path. He's trying to find the guy that killed his uh, yeah. his fam his dad. But like, okay, so then it turns out that he's working with the discount Ken Watanabe again, and he's like, "Oh, I need you to infiltrate this family," because it turns out the discount Ken Watanabe is like an outcast. He's also a member of the family, but he's like outcast from them. So he's trying to like destroy that family because it's like one of the most powerful families in Japan. Or whatever, but it's like I mean, is that was that the plan the whole time, or was so? I don't like I don't get that. Like, was I don't the plan know. the whole time for him to infiltrate the yakuza just so he can meet that guy, just so that he could save his life, so that that guy could take him to his family, so that he could actually Which is very contrived and coincidental. Yeah, it's just it's convoluted, is what it is. It's so <laughs> like yeah and. It's like, this is a G.I. Joe movie. It doesn't need to be that complicated. Like, you need to have a bad guy, and he's, like, trying to hurt a bunch of people, and then you're, like, fighting all his guys, and that's all it has to be. That's all yeah, it has to be. I, I felt the same way, even though I only watched that. Like, I was like, why do we need to know that this guy's dad died in front of him when he's, like... I'm like, we don't care. Like, we know he's a bad... Uh, like, a, like, he's a badass from the fucking G.I. Joe universe, and like, just show show us his training. Show us his like yeah. acquiring the skills that he's gonna use later. That's gonna be some kind of like payoff scene that we, you know, it's like show him later making the basketball shot that he misses in the beginning or whatever. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, like easy shit. I don't need this other dumb shit. Like, it doesn't change anything for me other than I'm bored that you sure. show me that his dad died. So, yeah, and so in a way, like, it's also kind of retconned because I think it was in G.I. Joe Retaliation where they showed an origin story for Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and they were kids, 
And Storm Shadow was like being trained by, um, I don't know, it was like ancient martial arts master or whatever. And Snake Eyes is like this poor, like homeless kid. And the master took him in and trained them both and actually started to like Snake Eyes better. And that's why Storm Shadow always resent, resented Snake Eyes is because he was the favorite and Storm Shadow lived a life of privilege. Um, but like, yeah, so that, that story is like totally retconned. Yeah, to- totally this, removed from this. Right. In this story, they didn't meet until they were adults and it's just completely different. So I don't, I don't know if this is like a reboot of the franchise. Um. But, uh, okay, so here's another thing. Like, so there's a part where they're fighting some guys in the rain, and one of the guys is Discount Wananabe. Uh, mm. And they're fighting them in the rain, and then there's other guys, and they're, like, trying to move crates or something. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, it was just really hard to keep track of what's going on in the story. But the guys that they're, they're moving crates, and they, one of them opens a crate, and you see the, the symbol for Cobra. But nobody says anything. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. It's, like, subtle. It's like, oh, okay, I remember this is a G.I. Joe movie. And they don't have to, like, come out and just say it. It doesn't have to be yeah. ham-fisted. Uh, but then in a later scene, after, like, they beat all the guys and they're going back through the, the stuff, the crates and everything, then someone looks at the, the symbol and they're like, Cobra. And it's like, why? Why did you have to say that? <laughs> we know what this... We know it's a G.I. Joe movie. We know Cobra exists. And then in a later scene... Um, they contact Scarlet. Okay, Scarlet is a character from. She was in the other two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the first movie played by one actress, and the second movie a second actress, and in this movie played by a third actress. So it's a different person every time. <laughs> um, so I don't know if Scarlet is just a code name or whatever. But anyway, they get her on a video call, and she's like in a hotel, and she's like, "Oh, okay, let me. You know, I'm kind of busy right now." And then she goes in the bathroom, and she's still on the video call. And then, like, all these guys follow her in. And then she, like, beats them all up while she's on the video call. And then she oh, has, like, right. one guy in front of the phone. And she's, like, got him in a head headlock or whatever until he passes out, like, in the video call. And it's like, why do you have to do that? Well, can you be like, let me just call you back. Let me just call you back. Because <laughs> I got to beat up these guys. Why do I have to put the phone down in a way that can capture what I'm doing? Like, who would do that? Who would do that? And... After she beats the guy with the headlock, she, like, opens his jacket and has a pin with the cobra symbol on it. And then she says cobra. And it's like, how dumb do you think we are? How dumb do you think we are as an audience that, like, we don't know what that symbol means, even though we just saw it earlier in the movie. And it's already been explained to us what what that means. And before they made the call, they're like, oh, it turns out these guys are working with cobra. And so we need to contact the G.I. Joe's and uh, get in touch with Scarlet, and then she's like, oh, these guys are Cobra. Like, why? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, like, uh, they could have just contacted her and she was, like, on a plane about to drop in on a mission or whatever, and the same amount of information would have been con- conveyed to the audience. Uh-huh. Um, some of the things I did like about this movie, uh, there was some really cool motorcycle shit. Like, the sounds of the motorcycle, the models of the motorcycles they rode were really cool. Their motorcycle suits were really cool. Um, but there was an action scene where they were on a freeway and they were like fighting yeah. people with motorcycles. And then, uh, okay, this is later in the movie, but. That's, uh, like, I, that's like something I've seen from the trailer. Right. So uh, Snake Eyes uh, takes their stuff from the rich family and leaves. And they're like, oh, okay, well, he's a piece of shit. We need to go after him. 
Um, so what the whole thing's about, they're about this jewel that has like power or something. I don't know. He takes it out of the rich family's house and uh-huh. he gives it over to Cobra so that they would give him the guy that killed his parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the, the storm shadow guy, who's still a good guy. And then his head of security, uh, follow him. And so they're following him for most of the movie until he decides, like, he has a change of heart. He wants to give the jewel back. He needs to get it from Cobra. And he wants to help the family that he, that he left. Wait, anyway, so he gave them the jewel already? Yeah, so he gives the and jewel to they Cobra. Didn't, did they give him his, the dad killer? They did. And then he, he goes in and decides that he doesn't want to kill him because... Of course. Well, yeah, because he finds out that the guy that killed his dad was working with Cobra. And he has a realization that he just worked with Cobra to find the guy that killed his dad. So he's just as bad as he is. Honestly, no. I thought that was, that was okay. Like, that was pretty well executed. Uh, but still, it would have been cool if he killed him anyway, because he's like Snake Eyes. He's not like an all-good character. But whatever. This is a movie for kids. Uh, anyway, so... The Storm Shadow and the Head of Security are following them, following Snake Eyes on his bike... And then Snake Eyes is following Cobra guys. And then he, like, attacks one of the Cobra guys. And then immediately the head of security was like, did you see that? He attacked a Cobra guy. I guess he's on our side now. That's, like, literally a line in the movie. And it's like... Uh... <laughs> like, who would, who would put that together in their mind, like, while they're riding a motorcycle in the middle of an action scene? Like, who would put that together and articulate it to the other person? Like, I feel like that's really... The Knights really of Brand. Silly. And, cool. Yeah, that, yeah and that's... <laughs> That's also a like a major conclusion to jump to when you see the actions that led up to where he is right now, and then mm. you're like, oh, he killed he killed one Cobra guy, so I guess he's a good guy. He had a complete change of heart. He met with a guy that killed his dad and realized that he doesn't want to be as bad as him. Like, how can you like put all that together in your mind in the span of like two seconds, and then completely change your objective? Um, I guess like to understand what I'm saying, I guess you would have had to see the movie. I mean, it makes uh, sense what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I get the outrage. Yeah, that's you know that's, that's really stupid. dumb. Also, like the family is holding onto this jewel, and apparently it has magic powers because Snake Eyes gives Ken Watanabe uh, discount Ken Watanabe the jewel. <laughs> that yeah, he gives him the jewel, and then he the he uses the jewel. He like squeezes it really hard, and it like shoots <laughs> out like magic and kills this guy. <laughs> And, and that's how he uses it for the rest of the movie and it just feels like it really doesn't fit in a G.I. Joe movie because yeah. in the other two G.I. Joe movies are mostly about nanobots so like basically all the shit that happened that was crazy like could be explained sure. with technology but this is like magic Yeah, and so it just feels really out of place magic yeah it doesn't seem like it fits in this world yeah exactly um, okay so like of like all the characters from from the GI other GI Joe movies, I don't know why they chose to bring back Scarlet. Uh, I wouldn't Such say a strong she was, female character. I guess, but I mean, this is a movie about Snake Eyes. If they really wanted that, why don't you just make Snake Eyes a trans woman of color? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you gotta so appeal just, to China. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the side characters can be white. None of the uh, main characters. Well, they the main character can't be trans or a woman. Oh yeah, or gay. That's, or, or that's what I meant. Yeah, I'm surprised there was a black guy in this movie. He didn't do that much. He was a 
He like serves someone rice. <laughs> Said he like served someone rice. Yeah, no, he, he's a <laughs> blind master, so he like was a trainer. Also, okay, so there's another thing. Okay, so this movie's about Snake Eyes is trying to find the person that killed his dad. But also, when he joins the family, they're like, okay, well, we'll let you be part of our family, but you have to pass these three tests. Oh, and, and I'm kind of like, why does he care about trying to pass <laughs> those tests? Because like that wasn't his main objective. Now you've just met this guy. Like, why does he care about passing those tests? But he uh, he passes the first test, and then he passes the second test, and uh, then he, he then he like does other stuff. Like you go back to the A part of the movie where he's trying to. Uh, they're trying to, the family's trying to go after the guy that's trying to destroy the family, Discount Kim Watanabe. They're going after him, and he's working with Cobra in order to get the jewel, and he's got his guys moving Cobra weapons around. I don't even know. It's just like, it's like two stories going on simultaneously that like try to be the main story. It's not like a plot and a subplot. It's like two main plots. Okay. Um, but the, the plot about messy. him passing the test is just really not compelling. So gotcha. it, it just feels superfluous. Anyway, he goes back to the third test. He has to pass the third test, and this is what the third can you, test Can is. you go over the, the first two tests? Are they like... Super- okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so the first What's test the first is there. he's fighting another martial arts guy who is oh. also a trainer uh, for the family, and they're both holding a bowl of water, and <laughs> they're like, you have to fight each other, and no spells. Yes. Yeah, yeah, basically, and get the oh. other person's bowl of water, or you lose. And or you have to get it from them? Yeah, you have to get it from them. And you or can't like spill, it spill it either. And you can't spill your own. Okay. I don't really know what the exact rules were, but anyway, they're fighting, and he gets his ass beat like twice. And he can only fail three times, and then he fails. He fails the whole thing. So he gets his ass beat twice, and then the third time... He's like, oh, I remember they told me I have to cleanse myself of ego and be humble. So he asked the master, uh, the trainer, yeah, he asked the trainer, can I please trade bowls with you? And then he's like, okay. And then that was it. They traded bowls, and that was the, the past. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The second um, test. The did that all happen master, in, like, one scene, or was it, yeah, like? Yeah, that was one scene. Yeah. Okay, so it, it was, like, all three attempts in one scene. Right, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, and the second test he had to do was this was this was the dumbest one. The blind master is like follow the fire. It's like a light. It looks like a firefly, but it's just a light. Uh-huh. And he's like follow the light, and it will show you what you fear the most. Oh my and god! He does, and then it's he goes to a tree with a bunch of lights, and then he has a flashback where his dad gets killed or something like that, and then he wakes up, and that was it. It's like, did you pass or did you not pass? Like, I don't know. That's, te- that's not a test. That, like, your test is to read this paragraph. Uh, it's like, okay, then what? That's it. That's the test. <laughs> I mean, anyway. So the third test is he goes into a pit. Uh, they're like, we're going to lower you into this pit. And you step on the stone. And then it opens, like, a stone door. And a giant snake comes out, and they're like, the snake will eat you unless you have a pure heart, then they can't attack you. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
So by this time, it turns out that Snake Eyes had been lying the whole time. He really wanted to find the guy who killed his dad. And he was working with this guy, Ken Watanabe, to destroy that family. Mm-hmm. But he was appearing that he wasn't, that he was like being genuine in his motivations. Anyway, the snakes almost kill him. And then the head of security has a soft spot for him because Snake Eyes told her in an earlier scene that he didn't have any family either. <laughs> so she, I mean, she was oh taking it out she didn't have any family. Yeah. So anyway, she jumps in and lets him out, and then the snakes don't attack her. Uh, but yeah, that was. Anyway, that plot was really bad, and then the the ending. Uh, it's this movie really... was two hours. Yeah, this was a two hour. So was it two or was it longer than that? It says one twenty one on F movies. One an hour twenty one minutes. No, yeah. one hundred twenty one minutes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's two hours. Anyway, uh, the end scene. Ken Watanabe has the jewel and he's blowing shit up. He like attacks their house and everything. And he goes in with uh, who's the the Cobra girl, uh, Baroness. Okay, she's also been in other uh, movies. Like I think she was in the first one, mm. or maybe it was the second one. Anyway, it's the girl with like the glasses. It's like I, I, have no, I have no idea. I never saw the first one, and I saw the second one once, and it was forever ago. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I I saw both of them a lot. I didn't watch the cartoon when I was young, so like, I'm not really into GI Joe. Oh, I never watched the cartoon. I just like the movies. But um, anyway, yeah, Baroness, and so he goes into the house of Baroness, who's the only person from Cobra that we get to see in this movie, and. then there's like so, some fight scene, and then all the people, including the mother of the household, who's this old lady, this old lady's fighting people. And you, I guess you buy it because you're like, okay, well, it's like some Chinese or Japanese yeah. shit where like they use Tai Chi or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Where they like <laughs> med- they meditate and they like barely move and then like everybody falls down. Like, okay, <laughs> I, I buy it. And because they're so, they're so wise that they can do yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, uh, fortune cookies as bitches even in her life. Yeah, it is. She's absorbed <laughs> all of the lucky numbers. <laughs> <laughs> She's got them all from like one to like a million and ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so yeah, lucky. they're fighting at the house, and then Much luck. Yeah, and so it almost looks like the Ken Watanabe discount guy. Is gonna win, but then they strap like a cart. They strap a bunch of fireworks to a cart and like throw, like roll it at him, and then he gets messed up by that. Uh, oh. And then he drops the jewel, and then Storm Shadow goes and picks it up, and then he fucking almost kills him with the jewel. He like squeezes it super hard and almost kills him with it. Mm. And then and then his mom, the old lady, is like, "Give me the jewel back." That's his grandma, I guess. And she's like, give me the jewel back. And he gives her the jewel. They go after the guy. And then how does he, how does he die at the end? I don't know. He dies at the end. It's not really important. That's <laughs> um, a movie? Yeah, pretty much. But also, this is the ending. So Grandma tells Storm Shadow, you, you can never be the head of this family because you squeeze the jewel. He's <laughs> 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 like, oh, man. Really sucks, man. Because like I wanted to be the head of the family, and they're like, "Well, yeah, but we all swore an oath that we would never squeeze the jewel." 
and only the bad guy squeezed the jewel and you saw what happened with him you know and he's like this fucking sucks i'm out and he leaves did he know family. did he know that that's like the family's oath uh yeah he did but he his thing was like he used it to protect the jewel and the family okay like yeah but we can we only protect it we can never use it that's what grandma said and that was it so he leaves and they're like you can stay here snake eyes and then at the end uh scarlet gives snake eyes the file on the gi joe file on his dad who turns out to have been a gi joe agent and they're like there's an opening for another agent if you want so now I guess he wants to, they want him to join the G.I. Joes, and then he's like, no, there's something I gotta do first. I gotta go and your storm shadow. And, okay, so they never call him, what? He's gotta do what? He's gotta go after Storm Shadow, the guy who left. Why is he gotta go after him? Because that's like his brother now. They went through a lot together. But he's like, gotta go after him. To bring him back to the family. That's trying to leave then. Uh, he left because he doesn't want to be, he wants to be the head of the family. And he was just upset that they, the grandma said, You're never going to be the head of the family. So, sort of, so Snake Eyes is like, I got to go and see if I can talk him down. Right. I gotta, if he'll just be a member of the family is. again, he won't be yeah. trying to try and convince him to give up this head of the family shit. Right. Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, so then. That's the first time we get to see Snake Eyes put on the Snake Eyes outfit is when he's walking out of the house to get on the motorcycle at the very oh, end of the movie. Man. Yeah. And, uh, man, dude, like that would have been way cooler if he did that in the middle of the movie before the main, or before uh, the main fight. Yeah, at it's end, not good when you make a movie about a, an iconic character and you don't let them wear the iconic shit like the whole movie. Like imagine that, if they made a Batman movie and he doesn't become Batman to the last five seconds of it. Yeah. Like, it'd be like, that is a shitty fucking Batman movie. Anyway. I mean, dude, I, I really didn't like it when they did it in Daredevil. Wait, I he mean, doesn't wear the outfit in Daredevil? No, in Daredevil, he doesn't get the, the Daredevil show. suit. Yeah, he doesn't get the Daredevil suit okay. till like season yeah. two. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's fine. He was, like, blindfolded, and he was, like, sure, I mean, still it, doing daredevil it, shit. It ends up working well. Like, it works fine, but it was just one of those things that, like, I didn't really, like, because, I, I don't know, I was, like, I thought this was daredevil. I know he's got, like, an aesthetic and a suit and all this stuff. So I was, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm I'm fine with it once I saw the completion, like, how they did it. But, like, while they were building up to it, I was, like, oh, man, I wish he had this fucking thing. So when right. you have a movie like this and you don't have, like, all these episodes and stuff to like set up like a proper origin where it like really goes from like the inception of like what motivates the character and to like making the the hero you know like daredevil did it's like dude just give that's what the fans fucking want that's why they're right. there to Everybody see the fucking character in the movie yeah exactly see. this guy that they call snake eyes he's just a regular guy anyway um the last last scene it's like almost like after it's a mid credit scene and that's uh, of course storm shadows on the plane just, just finish your movie when you're fucking when your movie's over yeah. well i mean this one makes sense it doesn't add anything to the previous movie we watched but they're setting up for a sequel which i don't want to see but uh he's sitting on the plane and then baroness comes up to him which okay does it have to be baroness like could it not have been like cobra commander or something does cobra commander exist yet 
is he or is he not? Then who is Baroness working for? Obviously, there has to be a Cobra Commander if there's a Cobra. So why couldn't it be Cobra Commander appearing to him on the plane? Why does it have to be Baroness recruiting everybody? Anyway, I guess they can afford the the makeup or whatever. Anyway, she's like, do you want to join Cobra? The helmet? <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, yeah, basically. Anyway, <laughs> he's like, do you want to join Cobra? And he's like, yeah, but I'm Storm Shadow now. So, like, you know he's Storm Shadow, but he doesn't get called Storm Shadow until that scene. Like, even though he wears all white throughout yeah. the whole movie, like, it's obvious he's Storm Shadow. But overall, okay, so this movie was really boring. Uh, there's not a lot of cool action. That's in it, the impression I got from it. Yeah, especially considering it's a Snake Eyes movie. Like, the reason, the appeal to me for this movie was that Ninja scene shit. in G.I. Joe Retaliation, where they're swinging from the mountain and, like, fighting yeah. the Sung Fu guys. Ninja that shit was fucking cool. And I said, I want to see a whole movie that, that that's just like that. And you think with the Close Snake Eyes movie that it would be that, but it's none of it is yeah. anything like that. It's just really boring. And then when there is action, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Yeah. So it's just like, just skip this movie. Like, it's not worth your money. It's not worth your time. It could possibly be worth your money, but not worth your time. I don't know. That's a strange category that we're still exploring right now. We're feeling it <laughs> out. We're testing the waters. Yeah. yeah. So, so there, there's a very, like, niche, but I still don't think it's a very good criteria. I've been yeah. I've been workshopping this, uh, this, this scale, whereas, like, I have a gun, and it starts in a drawer. And <laughs> by the end of the movie, have I put the gun in my mouth or in a safe in a, in a, in a other part of the room? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Put it in my mouth or do I unload it and put it away? Yeah, that's a, good, that's a pretty good scale. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Snake Eyes, I would say, I said when I walked out of the theater, 4 out of 10, but, like, thinking about, like, how bored I was throughout the whole thing, uh, I'm, giving, I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. Just very bad. Um, I want them to make more G.I. Joe movies. I think it's a cool world to explore, but, like, this um... wasn't a good direction to go with it. Again, the villain was not that cool. It was really boring and, and generic. Uh, the addition of like magic and mysticism to it just doesn't fit with G.I. Joe. And, you know, calling it a Snake Eyes movie when you have a guy running around with no mask or helmet or anything on saying that he's Snake Eyes, like, that's just not that cool. Like, if we had a movie where Bruce Wayne was doing all the Batman shit, but he never was Batman, like, that just wouldn't be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Don't so to, to comment on your like, uh, you, you think that they should make more G.I. Joe movies. So, so here's kind of how I, how I feel about this. So first of all, like we both kind of explained, like we're not really into G.I. Joe. So right there, yeah. you, you've already kind of got me on like, I could take or leave this shit. Uh, two, we know three movies. I, 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 like I said, I haven't seen the first one, but I haven't heard anything good about it. Um, I'm pretty sure Foster and Dallas told me it's like like the end is like a straight ripoff of like Return of the Jedi or some shit. It's like it's which like movie? The first GI Joe movie. It's like beat for beat, like the last scene of like on the bridge of the Death Star with Vader and the Emperor and Luke. It's like the exact same beats. I, mean, I don't remember it being like that, but anyways, I haven't I haven't heard anything good from it. I saw the second one; it was really bad, and I saw that like the first twenty minutes of this movie were not like good enough to keep me interested. Yeah. So also, I I get the feeling that like when when movies get made for these like properties, that like a lot of 
quality assurance goes out the door because they know that like it's just about the marketing and it's just about getting people to trust in the brand and like oh i like gi joe it's a gi joe movie i'll therefore i'll like it and then i'll go see it um second or and then i i don't know what point i'm on now fourth i think uh, uh all the gi joe characters are like pretty generic uh molds they're not like snake eyes is a ninja essentially he doesn't do anything yeah. fucking amazing outside of that he's basically just a stealthy assassin guy so i i really feel like they shouldn't make any more gi joe movies because it's like you could just literally make any character and have them be in the play you can make army guy movie you can make ninja guy movie you can make you know whatever guy movie so ha- you're saying it doesn't have to be a gi joe it doesn't movie. have to be a gi joe movie yeah. like you could just make these mo- and then maybe because you're not riding on the fucking brand recognition you'd actually have to make it good so um yeah i could care less if they like i i i will say that like based on what you said um cuz when i saw the previews for this movie like there's so little action in the previews, which is like really yeah, and there's uh, even less in the movie if you can believe that. Yeah, no, I I I was like, it's really strange when you're marketing an action movie and the trailer isn't saturated with action scenes. That was something that I, that really stuck out to me, and I was I was like, these trailers are really conservative. That's how it appeared to me, and so I was thinking like, okay, that might be cool if the movie has like all this action in it that they're like saving up for you, so that when you go see it, it's like really impressive because they didn't spoil everything in the movie. But in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking maybe this movie actually doesn't have any action in it, so they don't really have anything to see show you. Like maybe all it has is like. Because I know in the trailer that it shows them like kind of facing off against each other in the rain, not facing off, but they're like they they have their swords out and they're kind of like circling each other, and you're like, oh, that's gonna uh, be a yeah. fight. And then there's like the motorcycle scene where it kind of like starts out, and it kind of shows you like this is probably gonna be like one of the biggest or the biggest action set piece in the movie, and it kind of like wets your whistle a little bit, but it doesn't like spoil too too much. I think it shows like one of the motorcycles like kind of going over the truck in the air or something like that. And I'm like, you know, that is a lot to me, but there's still probably a lot more to that scene that I'd probably enjoy it if I saw it. But I did think in the back Honestly, of my mind, like, this is conservative. Like none of it was that cool. Yeah, I, I kind of had that intuition when I watched the trailer. Um, well, I'll so, send this to you. Listen, this is like one of the high points of the movie. Uh, this is Baroness uh, in the movie. She was cool. She was way cool in this movie. She looks um, like Bayonetta. Uh, yeah, I guess, but Baroness came out first because G.I. Joe's from the 80s. I guess so. I so. mean, I, I don't know if ba- maybe Bayonetta ripped her off, sure. Yeah. I'm just like, that's what she looks like in terms of like what I recognize, so. Okay, um, yeah, so. Yeah, and I'm sure that this was, you were just like, more of this, please. Right. If they made an origin movie about her, I'd be, I'd watch that. And it'd probably be worse than this, but <laughs> I'd, still, I'd still watch it. Um. Okay. So yeah, um, one of the high points of the movie. Uh, some of the other positives, because I don't want to make it all negative, but I'm pretty sure I mean, I you can make it all negative if it's not. Yeah. Negative, like. Yeah, I said I said everything. That, I, I feel like you were fair in the parts that warranted it, but it sounds like overall yeah. it was like not great. It yeah, sounded, overall it was everything that you described to me. It just sounded like incredibly generic. 
It's like, oh, yeah. you can't, that, that you won't get attacked if you're like pure of heart. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's like, oh, she has a soft spot for him because she also doesn't have a family. Right. Ugh. It's like right. this gun is moving from the drawer to my desk to my yeah. hand <laughs> to my mouth. I'm loading really up sweet. the magazine with bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, if this movie could have come out on Redbox. Um, and you would have hoped that there was a fucking photocopy of the DVD in it, so you didn't actually have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Someone stole it, and you're just, just like, a burnt yeah. copy of a U2 album with the yeah. And you, no, it's not even that. No, it's where it's where they like they'll like print out the, like yeah, a paper a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to like fool the red. And you're just like, good. I needed this lesson. I needed to pay three ninety nine to learn that I should not like shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so also it suffers from very bad like i said very bad cine- cinematography not as bad as army of the dead but very bad and it really suffered as a result of that like i think that it would have been slightly better like maybe not enough to make a difference right because you can- it doesn't change the story but it yeah. would have been slightly less torturous to watch if the cinematography was better in the action scenes or like the whole movie obviously the whole movie there oh. were just all of the cuts were really bad and it's like you're i don't know if they film on location in japan because most of it takes place inside the house inside the complex which is like this old school japanese house with like a big garden and like it's like a mansion, basically, but like it's like a feudal Japan mansion, if if you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so most of it takes place in that sort of location, uh, but you know, even so, it, the movie just felt really claustrophobic. Like all the shots were like pretty close up, or they cut the heads off. Uh, there's no long shots or like wide angles, nothing like that. So yeah, that's a that's also a major flaw of the movie. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Okay, so so one thing that I I liked and I thought was funny is like okay, so discount Ken Watanabe, and the yeah. reason I call him this is because this guy just talks like Ken Watanabe, and this made me realize that like you know we've been getting like a lot more like Asian actors on screen and stuff like that because of all these like movements and some some of them are good like I do like Ken Watanabe a lot I think he's he's pretty good in like most of the movies that he's in. Um, but it made me realize that like this, the, the, the like Asian accent is changing a little bit. Like when we play Valorant and I like make fun of Sage, I always do the traditional like changing the R's into L's. Right. And what I noticed with with the the Chinese actors or whatever that sound like Ken Watanabe, it's actually that they 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 change the 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 R's to W's. And so you get this like way different like accent, and I think it's a lot funnier. <laughs> and so I wrote a sentence. <laughs> or I wrote a there few sentences that I'm gonna that I'm gonna say in it, so you can hear it. <laughs> and so we can get canceled and never have to do this shit. Yeah, then we don't have to yeah. do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so this would be they. They also sound like super mystical, uh, which is like another. Another thing, and also they always sound out of breath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so like 
he he finds snake eyes or whatever and uh he he says a bunch of stuff and i like wrote down his whole script because i was like i was like thinking about it and i'm like oh man it actually isn't like as hyperbolic as like i'm gonna make it um but yeah he's just like they call you snake eyes and yet you always win (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's like kind of the the table setting so the (laughs) sentence that i wrote is the road to recovery is a long one (laughs) (laughs) your loved ones remember everything (laughs) about when you romance that romanian wing leader (laughs) reflect on this (laughs) Stop. Behind, <laughs> behind only ruin. <laughs> Forward, my <laughs> <Rye> riches. <laughs> I, I actually watched another movie, kind of. Oh, you did? Yeah, so we got to talk about it. What movie is it? Okay, so I went on F movies. Um, uh-huh. And I was like, because I was bored and I was like about to go to sleep and I'm like, I need just something to watch. And I was, I was thinking about watching the jungle cruise because it's already on F movies and it's in HD and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, like this won't suck to watch, but I was kind of thinking like, maybe I would like to go to the theater and see that and make what use movie? of the fucking pass that I pay for it. Jungle cruise. Oh yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch that. Check out our podcast where we watch jungle cruise and make a commentary video about it. So I'm like looking at these other things that are on F movie. Yeah, yeah, because it's on Disney Plus already. Oh yeah. So it's like already on F movies and like good, you know. And I, you're gonna make me repeat what I say because apparently you don't listen to me on talks. So. No, I was looking at my phone, but yeah. <laughs> honestly, with with uh, Jungle Cruise, like I'll still watch it on streaming because I feel like Disney has enough money. Yeah, sure. And uh, I, I just have the. Be that good. I think I, it's like yeah, it'll these probably kind of movies be... they're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle, bottle that they got with like. Pirates of the Caribbean, and we've talked about this before. Like, it, Pirates of the Caribbean worked not because we liked the ride when we were kids. It worked because like it's a the cool movie's movie. actually good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think this is gonna be that good. Yeah, I'm not really like enticed by the concept. It's more the fact that it's got The Rock and uh, Emily Blunt in it, and uh, it's like supposed to be an action adventure movie. So it's like you know. You the ingredients are there. Like, let's see how shitty the cake is, you know. Um, and I I only th- am thinking about seeing it in theaters because I have that fucking movie pass shit, and I'm like not going to see enough stuff to like justify having it. So like yeah. I need to catch up on things so that I can justify having paid for it. So that was the reason. So anyway, so I'm looking at all these other things that are on F movies, and um. I see this movie called Jolt. <laughs> I don't know if you're on F movies right now, but it's on the top line of movies that have come out recently. A lot of shit, you know, on here is like Netflix movies and stuff like that. And none of it really looks like appealing to me to anything that I want to see. But I see this Jolt thing and it's like an Amazon Prime movie. Uh, and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, you know what? This is like a movie that's like clearly made for chicks. It's called Jolt? Yeah. And um, let me look on, on F movies to see. Is I you know, I have this like superpower where I can tell if a movie is gonna be bad just by looking at the, tr- oh. the poster. Oh yeah. You can you can tell just by looking at the at the picture of it that this isn't gonna be good. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. This so, is on Prime video. Yeah. 
So Who is that though? Is that Kate? It's Mark? Kate Beckinsale. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, oh my, wow. dude. Oh my God. She is fucking gorgeous in this movie. She you looks this movie? so good. I watched an hour of it. You <laughs> we'll watched an hour it. of this movie? We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Are we like, going to do, I'm, are we going to watch it? On the table dressing. Or? No, we're not going to watch it. It's we're not, not going to watch it. Okay. No. Spoiler alert. It's not good. So, okay. so I, you know, I was like looking at it and I'm like, you know what? They're making all these movies for chicks. Right. And they're trying yeah. to like copy all this other stuff. I'm like looking at this and I'm like, this looks kind of like a John wick kind of thing, but they're doing the same thing where they're just like, we're going to put a chick in it instead of a dude. And I'm like, you know what? If they keep throwing shit at the wall, like something's going to stick and we're going to like end up missing like a really good movie. Because we dismissed it because it's like, ah, oh, it's just going to be that trash shit that It'll they just make for girls and it ends up being shitty yeah. because they don't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay, let me check this out because I, like, I don't have anything to do. I'm bored right now. I'm trying to fall asleep. Like, let me just watch this fucking thing. And I won't, I, I don't have to like drag Chris into it or anything like that because like, this is like super experimental. I can already tell just by looking at it, it's probably not going to be good. But I'm like, let's, who knows? Who knows? It could be, it could be fine. So. <sighs> It's pretty clunky. Uh, so it's about Kate Beckinsale, and she plays this girl who has like a rage problem, and uh, she gets she has like the, the the movie justifies it by saying that she has like high levels of cortisol in her blood, and it makes her get like really angry, and she like can't control it, and uh, because of like the high amounts of cortisol, she's like a little bit stronger and like faster and some other shit than the average person, which I thought they were kind of using to set up kind of like a superhero-y thing, but they don't really like push on that too too much. But basically, she's just like. She essentially could just beat the shit out of anyone that she comes into contact with. And the movie also doesn't really ever give her like it puts her in situation. It's kind of like the 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 G.I. Joe scene where like it's like nobody in the Yakuza has a gun that's here when this guy like knocks the gun. He like, you know, he just like shoots the ground and then him and his friends start like fist fighting everyone. And it's like nobody else has a gun to just put these two guys down so you can get back yeah. to the fish. Yeah. Nobody. This movie's a lot like that, where it's like she just starts fighting a bunch of people, and you're like, well, if anybody here had a gun, they would just kill her. And it's like, oh, yeah, but nobody has a gun. Everybody, like fish yeah, enterprise yeah, she's, right yeah, she's literally on like the home turf of a gangster, but nobody, nobody here has guns. Okay, so she's just gonna beat everyone up. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. She's just gonna beat everyone up because no one has guns. It's fine, it's fine. I just wanted to know, but apparently nobody has any guns to stop her, so therefore her just beating the shit out of everyone is totally fine within the bounds of the movie. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, so anyways, she, she wears this vest. She wears this vest that like has all these electrodes that like covers her body. And whenever she starts to get like really angry, she like shocks herself to like pull her out of it. And, uh, the movie has a lot of like, like um, like yeah, I guess so. I guess that that's more what it's like. It's like crank slash John wick. So, um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of scenes of like graphic violence in the movie where it's like her uh, thinking about like what she would do to the people and like the movie doesn't cut. So it'll be like, you'll see her like getting angry and then it'll show her like killing them. And then it'll like snap back to her, like actually like getting angry and showing you that she's like thinking about that. And then she'll like jolt herself. So it does a lot of that. So it has a lot of like gratuitous violence in it, but that doesn't actually like happen. Um, so anyway, she ends up like her, her, her psychiatrist is uh, Stanley Tucci and, uh, he's like, uh, you should go on a date 
with this guy that you've like, she's, she's like wants, she like goes on a date with this guy. Uh, she doesn't want to go. It's very like clunky how the movie sets it up too. It's like one of those things where it's like, God, there's a lot of ways that you could have written this that aren't like so fucking cringe and like don't make any sense. But you went with this one and it's like, okay. So she's like, she shows up to the date just to tell the guy that like, I'm not going to have dinner with you actually because, you know, reasons. Uh, she can't tell him that she'll like kill everyone in the restaurant because she doesn't like the way that they like chew their food or something like that. So she's like going to leave. And then this waitress comes out and is like, well, if you leave, he has to leave because like we need the table. So they end up having a date and she likes him. And then she tells her psychiatrist and he's like, well, you should like, you know, get into a relationship because I think that it will help your condition. So she reluctantly like goes on a second date with him and Seems she like, like falls. Psychological advice. Yeah, whatever. Like, you so, know, this fucking chronic condition that you're going through, you know, you should bring another person into that. Yeah. Into so, so they end up going on a second date and they have a great time and she like falls head over heels with them and uh, it's pretty sappy. And uh, he like buys her a camera, like in between her falling asleep after they had sex and him like, and her like waking up like in the afternoon to him like cook. So he like went Amazon out. Delivers went, fast. Yeah, he went out and bought her a camera and then came back and cooked her breakfast like all before she woke up. It was really weird. He's, uh, a, anyway. he's a dream guy. Yeah, uh, it's Jai Courtney, by the way. It's weird Jai choice. Courtney. Yeah, weird choice I, for a I feel like, I don't know if he just does bad movies or if he's a bad actor. I really, we're at that point. Like, I heard he's really good. I think he can be good, but like, he's, in, I can't think of a good movie that he's in. Well, he's kind of like an, he's an accountant in this and he's kind of like a sweet guy. And he's like, he's just like, rom, he's like romantically like romancing her in the beginning. And he's like super understanding and, you know, emotionally available. And, uh, you know, the, the few moments that he's in the movie, he's like, great. And I was just sitting there thinking like, ah, man, I don't know if you would choose Guy Courtney to be the romantic interest in your movie because like, he's not super hunky. And then I'm like, I'm kind of am like, like look like Jai Courtney. So I'm like, thanks inner ego. You just shoot your fucking self down. I'm like, I have all those similar, like, I'm like, he doesn't have like a super deep voice or anything like that. And he's like passable, but like not super hunky or anything like that. And I'm like, great, cool. Anyways. He's a big um, dude, right? He's pretty, he's pretty built. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, notice how I didn't include that part in my description. Yeah, that was I'm uh, self-aware. That's a big deal. Uh, yeah, it. sure. It's, it doesn't really like come into. The, he doesn't like fucking fight anyway. He gets murdered right away. That's oh her God. like motive. Yeah, that's like her motivation. Is she's like she's like fuck. I found this guy that was like making me forget about my rage issues, and I was like really in love with him, and I didn't think it was gonna pan out the way that it did, but it was. And uh, then she finds out that he gets murdered, and so then she goes on like a revenge journey to like find who killed him. Okay. And um. And it's just really dumb from there. Uh, just a lot of kind of like, there's like one part where she like walks into a police station. She like, she like call, uh, cause like the police investigator, because she was like one of the last persons that he's been seen with. So they like investigate her and uh, she like calls them in a later scene and is like, Oh, I have some information regarding like the last person he was with. Uh, and, um, so I want to like tell you guys and they're like, okay, we'll be right over. And they like leave the police station. And as they're leaving the police station, uh, she like sneaks in and she gets into the evidence room and steals his phone. And I'm just like, that wouldn't happen. You know, it's like impossible yeah, to sneak yeah. into a fucking police station. Like that's yeah, just, I, but that happens and, a lot of movies where they get into the, 
evidence room. I mean, she literally like walks into the police station. Nobody asks her who she is. She goes over to a police officer's desk, picks a key card up, and then uses the key card to enter the evidence room. Yeah. And like nobody stops her. And she's like wearing like civilian clothes and shit. And it's just like, okay. And then the reason that she does it is so she can get his driver's license so that she can find out where he lives so that she can go to his house and like look for clues. And it's like, the movie could have just made it so that he he told her where she lived. Or like she was supposed to go over to dinner for the, to, her, to his house the night he got killed. So I don't know. It's just one of those. It's just like, dude, just don't. Why do you guys just make shit? Like, why does nobody like read these scripts? <laughs> um, I saw your messages, by the way. So I'll, I'll get. I'll yeah. go quick. So, anyways. Um, well, okay. So the supreme the, the gentleman point- says goes on a revenge field rampage to find the killer, while the cops pursue her as their chief subject suspect. Gee, never saw yeah. that plot before. Uh, yeah, it's not really the plot that's bad. It's the because like I'm okay. I'm okay, like if the if the plot is like simple, but you have to do like interesting things like within it. It's fine if you want to like set up, you know, flimsy motivation to like go on a revenge spree. Like I'm okay with that. That's that's okay with me. And then it's like, oh, you know, one of the police. Remember that trans uh, person that's in uh, Honorable Woman or whatever. The the, the right, the one that was a barista. Yeah, Yeah. she's like one of the cops, and then the other cop, and like. You know, then this is another thing that's like really distracting about the movie. I don't know. This is one of the things about that shit. (laughs) And she's like super aggressive, and he's like not. He's like the more. He's like the good cop, and she's like the bad cop. And it's like one of those things about the movie that's like really distracting because you know that like nobody writes that way. Nobody's like, oh, we're gonna write this like over the top, super um, insulting and uh arrogant uh cop and it's a woman and her her partner is going to be like this simp guy it's like that never no one ever writes that way that's some shit that gets like mandated by like amazon you know <laughs> um so that's like really distracting throughout the like the whole movie um but anyways i got the point where i turned it off uh was so um how does she find out the name of this guy? She, she, she find. Oh, okay. So it's like something happens and she finds out this, uh, like gangster, uh, that the, the accountant guy was, that her boyfriend was working for. So she goes to his place. These guys are like having, it's like a cage fight thing again, where they're just like, they're just fighting in like a big circle and people are like cheering them on. And she like walks in and she like interrupts them and everyone just stops. And like, also they just like let her in without an invitation or anything like that. Like, it's really, it's just super, the movie's like, we're just not going to, they're just like, just watch the movie. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, he gets in. Movies like this, they get you get pretty far in where they're just like now you have to accept everything because you're already yeah. an hour in. It's yeah, just like so it's the like she knows cost fallacy at this. Yeah, point. it's like it's like oh well, the last place this guy's cell phone came from is this abandoned building. So she goes to the abandoned building, and of course there's like an illegal party being held there, and of course because she showed up, they just let her in, and then she walks into the middle of the fight, and then she's like, stop it. And then to get the attention of the head honcho guy. And then he, she's like, oh, I need to know about, you know, Barry, the accountant and like why he's dead. And the, the head honcho is like, okay, but you have to fight like these three guys. And, and he's like, but you have to fight them all at once. And of course she just like beats the shit out of all of them. Does, does he really say that? Yes. That's, uh, that's really silly. Yeah. He's like, you have to fight them. And he's like, not, 
one at a time. He's like, you have to fight them all at once. And she's like, I like a man who like, challenges. Why does, that, why does it have to be a line in the movie? I don't know because I like, guess you. I, it's like I would it? assume that like he's gonna sick all of them on her at yeah, once. Yeah, he should I just snap his fingers and they all attack her. Like, yeah, yeah. Have it, to be like, I'm anyways, gonna snap my fingers now. Yeah, and these three guys are gonna attack you all at once. So she beats the shit beat out of them, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, and he like tells everyone to leave, and then uh, he is like, "Okay, I'm gonna talk to you," and he like brings her into a limo and is like, "Actually, I'm just gonna kill you." And she like she says Got something it. about like. Oh, I hate it when creepy old men underestimate women. And so she completely like subverts the whole scene and like doesn't get killed. And then he's like tied up to like the hood of his car later with like jumper cables on his balls. So on she gets, balls. yeah. So then she gets the next guy in the chain that she has to like kill from this guy. So he's like, Oh, you got to go find someone, something or other. And she's like, okay. And he's like some like super connected billionaire recluse. Uh, that like lives in this tower and you know it's like one of those characters that like the cops know that he's like in a bunch of illegal shit but like they've never been able to prove it he's like one of those guys um he's like falcone or something like that like batman uh, okay. something like a lot but like way more rich so the so, accountant guy so she, was one of those guys or the no the, the accountant was working honcho. for the the accountant was working for the head honcho and the head honcho was working for the billionaire oh okay so she's like going up the chain okay so she walks up to the tower of the billionaire and is basically like, I'm here to see this guy, uh, you know, let me the fuck in. And uh, this guy like comes out of the shadows and is like intrigued by her and is like, I'll take you to go see him. And then they're riding into an elevator and then that guy knocks her out. And uh, then she wakes up in a room and she he's like taking her vest off and but by the way this rage thing like never really ever comes into play at this point because at this point she's just beating the shit out of everyone with this like super strength that they kind of like ascribe to her in the beginning of the movie uh nothing has to do with like her rage tick anymore she's just full-blown like i'm just murdering everyone kind of so anyways he's got her like strapped in his chair uh, which, by the way, the movie showed in the beginning that she's like really good at getting out of that stuff. She's like super strong, so she can kind of just get out of restraints. But she doesn't in this one. And so, anyways, the guy is like, um, "I'm going to keep your vest. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Uh, but if you don't leave here now without any fuss, I'm going to kill you." And she's like, "Okay." And then she leaves. And then we get the scene where that guy goes to the shadowy billionaire guy. And he's like, we just had an unexpected visitor. Uh, what do you want me to do with her? And he's like, she's an unexplainable, or she's like, she's an unaccounted for variable. I don't like unac unaccounted for variables. Deal with her. And it's like, but you, you let her go. You let her go before talking to this guy. And also, like, why would you let her go? Like, before yeah. talking to him. And and uh, she's here for some reason. And you guys just killed someone like recently. It's like just kill you. Don't, you had her in a fucking in the basement of the building in a chair. And that's yeah. when I just turned the movie off because I'm like, this movie's just fucking dumb. Like, I was hoping that we were gonna get, you know, like the, 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 you know, I was like pretty checked out of it. But I was like, well, maybe something cool will happen. You know, it's like I'm I'm still trying to like fall asleep at this point, and it's like it is boring me. So like I'm getting there, you know. But it's like then when it got to that, I'm like, so now you're gonna have to go send some guys to kill her, and she's gonna kill them, and then she's gonna have to come back, and it's just gonna be like a big like loop of this one part of the movie. And I'm like, this is just fucking dumb. And I, and I think I turned it off at like 57 minutes and it's like an hour and a half. It's like 91 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So and so, yeah, this one time. was a big, no, this one's a big stinker. It was a big strikeout. You know, it's a, uh, it's just a proof again that these streaming movies are just making 
or these streaming services are just making like whatever. Yeah. Just shit for people to have in the background while they look at their phones. I'm telling you, that's what it is. Yeah, that's no, that's what it is. Just, it's just a movie made so you can turn it on while you look at your phone. Yeah, and that's what this is. over, you're like, oh, that was pretty good. I yeah, this, that's exactly what this, this was. And you know what? The best part about it was that Kate Beckinsale is smoking hot. And, and she's the main character of the movie. And she's talking with a British accent, which I imagine is her original accent. I'm pretty sure she does have a British accent, yeah. Yeah, and oh man, she's just, oh, she's super fucking dreamy in this movie. Like, And she's like in her 50s, and she looks so good. So good. But the movie's just really bad. So yeah, didn't finish it. Uh, don't plan on finishing it. Um, didn't think it was going to be good. Ended up not being good. Yeah. Probably won't conclude in any kind of satisfactory way because I'm pretty, I mean like there might be a reveal at the end where like the guy is alive. I'm like actually skimming, skimming towards the end now to see if that's the case. Are you skimming it? I mean, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that coming from If all the shit's in the evidence locker, then. <sighs> yeah. He seemed, uh, he seemed pretty dead. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I was hoping to be proven wrong. You know, I wanted to, uh, I was trying to be open-minded about, it's like, ah, this, this movie's clearly not made for me, but you know, like m- most movies that are made for men doesn't mean that they can't just be enjoyed by a person that like, likes movies. You know what I mean? I'd say that like a lot of movies that are good, they're like slanted towards men because they're just like, uh, you know, they're usually like action movies or they're kind of like darker stories or something like that, you know, something of that nature. Um, I want to say, and I don't know if this is the case, but uh, maybe it's just that more men watch movies. than. Oh, it is. It is for sure. And, and that, that has something to do with it. But like, you know, it's like, I, I would say that like the hateful eight is, or like even Pulp Fiction, like Pulp Fiction is just a really good movie. You don't have to have a dick to like, like it. Yeah. I've met a lot of women that like Pulp Fiction. I mean, so, in the same way, Kill Bill is a good movie. That, like, yeah. So, but my, yeah, but like with Pulp Fiction, like if you saw like previews or something for it, you'd be like, that's probably something that's geared towards like male audiences. Uh, um, yeah, probably. But then just upon watching it, you're just like, this is just a really fucking good movie and it doesn't matter what's between your legs for you to like it. So, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, so these things that are being like marketed like clearly for women, I'm like, I'm not going to let that. St- you know, skew my bias so much that I couldn't go into this thinking like this could probably just be good on its own merit. Um, I would even say like um, that movie that came out recently about the girl that took uh, advantage of old people. Um, I love a lot or I care a lot or something. Yeah. It's like that movie was also, it started out really good. It just got really shitty. Like somewhere in the, like after the second act. Well, like, uh, right before the second act finished, it, it, it got terrible. But it, it was like one of those movies, it's like, this movie kind of looks like it's like geared more towards women. And then it started, and the first act was good, and then like half of the second act was good, and then it got like, it turned into just schlock. And ended up being like shitty. Um, but th- that's my point, I guess, is like, the, like, just because these things seem to be like slanted towards women doesn't mean they, they can't be good. Now it depends on how much, cause sometimes they veer off 
that path and then they do start pandering super hard. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't pandering. Like I feel like in I care a lot it started pandering towards like women because it, it the, the main character all of a sudden became like a fucking superhero. Right. And it just it just became this like female driven like revenge like plot. All of, the, all of a sudden like from the yeah. beginning of the movie it is she's like the main character and you're supposed to be rooting for her but she does like so much terrible shit. No, I didn't. I didn't get the impression in the beginning that we were supposed to be rooting for her. I I got the impression that she was just like a shitty person that happened to be a woman, and that she was like it was kind of like an antihero movie or like a I guess antihero isn't like the right word, but it's like the protagonist uh, yeah. is not like a good person. Most of the movies that seem to be geared towards women seem to be more interested in like pandering to them rather yeah. than actually giving them something like them. competent. Yeah. yeah. It well, I mean, like, you know, them being entertained by them is subjective, but like I don't really think that they're I, I think a lot of the ways that they try and entertain them is superficial. Uh and like you can you can look at like something more mainstream like um the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Uh, where like Ray isn't is a girl, but she's not really any. She's not really developed past that, right? It's like, look at this woman yeah. that's in this movie, and then like we just made her awesome because girls don't normally go to the movies and get to see awesome female characters. So we're just gonna like make her awesome, and it's like, oh well, that's not why characters are usually considered as awesome. It's usually because they like achieve something, and then we we relate to them as the audience. And so that's where it's like, yeah, they're just pandering. To, they're just like vagina pander, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> like comedians, uh, female it, comedians. Yeah, and it kind of just stops there. So, so yeah. But overall, Jolt was not this movie. It was not the diamond in the rough that I was hoping that it would be. It was basically You're just looking garbage. for a diamond in the rough, and we talk about this movie often. It's uh, it's Atomic Blonde. That movie is really good. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, that. I don't think we haven't talked about that a lot, but that movie, yeah, that movie is actually fucking insanely good. Yeah. Um, it's like a really cool like, movie. It has all the twists and turns that you expect, but also like a romance kind of uh, storyline for the main character. And she kicks a lot of ass and you believe it because she's like really gritty and tough and she's using like yeah. weapons and everything. Like the choreography looks really real. I think mm -hmm. uh, I love the soundtrack because it's all like in the 80s. The setting yeah. is cool. It's like uh, like right before the Berlin. It's like eighties Berlin. Down. Yeah, yeah. Like late 80s. And it's and it's like a movie that actually utilizes the fact that it's in the eighties, good, and not just right. so that it can have a cool soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, Atomic Blonde is very good. I would actually just go so f as far to say, like Charlie Theron's movies are typically very good in general. Like she seems to have a good knack for sussing out scripts. Uh, you know, like sometimes I see these movies with the, like, you know, like Kate Beckinsale was in this one and it's like, you know, you, it's probably like, I don't think that they're just like, oh, it's a movie that's being made for women and women and it's like an action movie. So like, let me just, no, they get to read the script, dude. They get to read the script before they take the part. Right. Uh, and so it's not like they just like sign on to something and it just happens to be bad. Like they, they should have like full. Maybe, but I would yeah, say that like, like more often than not, they have full awareness to like suss out the know. script and like sometimes when they make a movie and it has like a lot of uh, studio intervention. It's like they've already signed on; they have to go through with the movie. And now the script at the end isn't the same as the script that they started with because they keep like changing it. 
and like reshooting it and shit. And then the editing makes a big difference. Like, dude, editing can make one movie into a completely different movie. For sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, uh, yeah, unless there are like massive iterations made to the script, like, I think that you can most of the time see that the movie's gonna not be super good. Um, you know, I'm like thinking about like some of the dialogue in this one and just like the way that the scenes are set up. And like, like if you, if it's like, you know, interior warehouse protagonist walks into gangsters hideout with no invitation, you know, and immediately breaks up an illegal cage match to get the attention of the gang. You know, it's got to be written in some way. It's got to be written like that to where like you under like this, the, the scene doesn't just accidentally get shot completely different from the script you know like that's what i'm saying so basically i don't know what charlie Theron is doing but i rarely see her in stuff that like completely sucks ass even the one fast and furious movie that she was in was good like not good like she was good, good she was good in it. yeah and like her good, but... yeah yeah her character was good in it like uh like her hacker character and did some cool things and had a bit of an edge to her and had like some breathing room for her to actually like inject character into the character as an actress so I, you know, like I said, I don't know if like she's just been in the game long enough that she has like a good eye for like scripts or whatever, but she doesn't seem to pick like garbage to act in. Uh, and that was like another thing with Kate Beckinsale. Like Kate Beckinsale really got kind of like lost to. Kate Beckinsale reminds me a lot of um, Mila Jovovich, who, you know, I won't say that like Mila Jovovich was any ever anything special because like all I really knew her from before she got into Resident Evil was Fifth Element and like that acting role didn't really take like a lot of chops let's say uh yeah, that I mean, character is like pretty one-dimensional really well that, that's what i'm getting to is like once she did fifth element she kind of got sucked into resident evil and then she never did anything else and same thing kind of happened with K- kate beckinsale where she got sucked into underworld, underworld and then yeah. like never really did anything after that like i feel like she did a couple like obscure things but i don't really feel like it was anything that was ever like, oh, you're going to break out of this trap that like Underworld seems to have like put you in. Um, and maybe that's like, uh, you know, maybe that's just like some typecasting shit or whatever. So, you know, I didn't go into yeah, this with like high hopes. The, yeah, the, I didn't I didn't go into acting, but I mean, she's collecting those Underworld paychecks. Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, like I didn't go into this with like high hopes that it was Kate Beckinsale because I'm like, ah, oh, she kind of only does Underworld and like doesn't really do anything. But I was like, ah, oh, maybe this will be, maybe this will be the one that like gets her back on some kind of track where she can do like other things. But now this was like really hacky and shitty, and I feel like we've talked about it too much yeah, already. Definitely uh, for something that I didn't even finish it. I didn't even finish yeah. it. We talked about it for longer than you watched of it. it probably it for an hour. We probably talked about it for longer than that. Yeah, probably. So I cannot. Okay, listen. I can't remember how to get Blurp back into the into the voice channel. Um. No, there you go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, this about, is what our about, show is missing. Yeah, this is the key element. That's what we're getting we're getting eight views per episode. Hey. Averaging, it's not bad. Um, it's just so, you like, clicking uh, on the episode to check the if the views yeah, are gone it really up, is. and it adds no, a view it to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <made it> <laughs>
Sometimes I like to watch it because it makes me laugh. Like I, <laughs> some of the jokes that we say are still funny, like the second or third time. Yeah. So I think. Did you want me to talk about the Green Knight? Is this something you're interested in seeing? I don't necessarily want to like spoil it. Uh, I'll probably forget about it completely, so I don't mind if you spoil it. Okay. Um. Well, I'll talk about it the way I want to talk about it. I guess. So. Okay. So. Uh, once I started watching it, it started to come back to me, like what I read on Reddit that made me take interest. Um, I know I told you this on discord already, but I'll repeat it. So, um, first things first, like when the movie started, it ended up being an A24 movie. Uh, now A24 is a studio and they've done movies like, um, Midsummer. They've done some cool and, stuff, yeah. And Parasite. Yeah, they've done some cool stuff. So that was like one of the things that I saw on Reddit was it was like A24 is making this uh, – it's, like it's like a medieval fairy tale slash folklore story uh, turned into a movie or like adapted into a movie. And uh, Alicia Vikander was in it, who's the girl She's from great. Ex Machina. Yeah. Uh, she also – unfortunately was the new Laura Croft in the new Tomb Raider movie, which is awful. But um, she's good at Ex Machina. Yeah, it's not very good. But she's good at Ex Machina. And um, yeah, so I was like, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a gamble on this. Yeah, like, I like you know, her cause... in, uh, in uh, Mad from Uncle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, cause it's like, if I don't like go see these like more obscure movies, it's like, I'm just going to end up going seeing like jungle cruise or what was the other fucking one that, uh, my friend wanted to see old, which I'm glad that we ended up seeing this rather than old. Sure, that one I was didn't, really bad. I didn't really want to see it. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really interested in it, but like he wanted to go. So I was willing to just go to just go to the movies with him, but we, we ended up seeing this instead. So, um, but yeah, these are the kind of things that like when I'm on Reddit and like things start getting reported about movies that are in like, you know, they're either in like pre-production or like post-production and people are starting, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, first images from this yeah. movie. And it'll be like, you know, this is a movie from A24 and it's like set in medieval times and it's got like these actors in it. And I'll, and I'll see shit like that and I'll just be like, that's either something I'm probably going to be interested in or it's something that I'm not. And so I just saw this one and it ticked enough boxes and I'm like, I'll probably go check that out when it comes out. Yeah. So that's what got me in the theater. Okay. Um, so I don't really want to like spoil it or anything like that. So I will just say that like, I didn't, I left the movie like not knowing how to feel about it. Um, which I guess you could construe as negative, but there were a lot of really good things about this movie. Like I, I will first say that like a two four movies have like a very distinct sound design to them. Um, they do a lot of like really cool, like stuff with music, um, that really like accentuates all the scenes and like sets a really cool mood. Um, and the music will be like different from like scene to scene, but it has like a, uh, kind of like a consistent theme. Uh, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Um, so like, the, yeah, it, it, cause like this movie used music very much in the same way that kind of like midsummer used music. 
Okay. And um, the costumes were really cool. And um, I liked the acting and some of the cin- cinematography was like really good. Um, I will say like overall, this movie is like really gloomy. Uh, it's set in like medieval times. So it's set in like uh, England like and it, right? yeah. yeah. And it's like very muted and very like the skies are always gray and most of the land is kind of uh, like the, the movie also takes place around Christmas. So it's usually during like winter and not like snowy winter, but just like everything is kind of like dead or in the process of dying uh, in terms of like the landscape and, and things like that. There's like a couple scenes that are really nice and green when they're in like the forest and stuff like that. But otherwise it's kind of like desolate fields. Everything's pretty kind of like barren and um so a lot of the colors are like very muted um and it's got kind of like a dark vibe to it and stuff like that so it does kind of like work but like the the movie's also very like it's very like story and character driven so there's not a lot of like there's not a lot of action or like things that are like happening on screen it's a lot of people like talking to each other and kind of like the guys like traveling a lot and so it's kind of a lot of like visual stuff happening um yeah so yeah so so it's a little slow and there's time and there's times where it's like oh man the fucking scene and the scenery has been like the same and it's all just just muted and like dank and uh and that can get like a little bit boring but um it's not like a huge like detriment, but it is like something that like, I noticed like a couple times where I was like, ah, it'd be nice if they got into a scene where like some colors would pop. Uh, Cause otherwise it's just, it's very muted. Um, and is there, like there's, magic and shit. And there's like a little bit. Based yeah. On, like, King Arthur. Yeah. There's like, a little bit. It, it's not really like explained in any kind of way, which is like another thing. So like the whole movie, I was like, confused but interested is how, like how i would describe it like i i was like okay some things are happening they're not like really explaining all of it which i don't mind you know i i don't mind there being like a little bit of like mystery to kind of like what's going on but i want to be slowly being fed clues so that i can kind of be trying to figure out like what's going on in my head and then that way when the thing like gets revealed at the end i can kind of gauge like where i was and I, fi- this is kind of why I was like, conf- like I didn't know what to feel at the end of the movie. Is like I, I never really feel like the movie caught me up to speed, and I, I didn't really like understand the like ending. Um, like when they showed what happened at the end of the movie, I was like, oh shit! I would, I, I'm like, fuck! I don't. I'm like, I want to like this movie because like the beginning is really strong. I felt like because I I didn't really feel like uh, there was like a a very distinct point in the movie where I was like, okay, they're introducing too many questions and they're not giving me enough answers. You know what I mean? It's like it's like this this movie is all give me problems and not give me answers. And like I'm getting overloaded with problems and I'm getting under, you know, I'm 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 not getting any answers at all, basically. Um, and there was like a peak in the movie that I would say is about, I think the movie's like two hours and 10 minutes or something like that. 
And I want to say like the hour and 30 mark, maybe like the hour and 45 minute mark, uh, just based on like kind of like internally what I was judging. That's the point I was like, okay, I'm so fucking confused and they're really not giving me anything to work with now. And now I'm just watching scenes to try and to, to, to just get to the end of the movie. Because uh, hopefully the end will explain it. And it does. And, well, then the movie ends and it was just like, oh shit. Like they they kind of like pointed to this thing, this like plot device. And I was like, I was not really paying enough attention to like that part of the movie. And so now I feel like I'd have to watch it again with knowing that that thing in mind so I can pay attention to that thing's relevance like throughout the story. Cause it's not really, I feel like when the, the thing is introduced in the movie that like, uh, cause it's like an item that the character gets. And when it's introduced in the movie, it doesn't, the movie doesn't make like a really big deal about it to, sh- to tell you like, Oh, this is a really big plot device. And this is going to be something that's like used and uh, is going to kind of like, point you in the direction of the conflict resolution. Um, and so I feel like I didn't figure that out till like the end of the movie when it was like, oh, is that thing? You should have been paying attention to that thing. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. Like you didn't really do a good job like <laughs> making that thing like a very like obvious thing. So I feel like I'd have to rewatch it again and like pay attention more to that specific element of the movie and see if like that made me feel any different once it like concluded. Um, Cause like there were a lot, like I said, there were a lot of strong things about this movie in terms of like the music and the cinematography and the acting. And um, I liked kind of like where the plot seemed to be going. I was like interested in seeing it get resolved. And like, even the things that they were kind of like throwing at us that were confusing were still like interesting and intriguing. Um, but it was just like when everything kind of got like wrapped up at the end, I was just like, Oh, I just like didn't really know how to feel about it. Um, and so that's kind of like my, my shorthand review without like explicitly like spoiling anything. And I think even if I did try to to spoil it, it'd be too difficult to even like keep track of. So I'm not going to bother. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like I have to see it again. I think I'll probably wait till it like it gets on F movies and then I'll watch it again. Cause I'm not going to go to the theater to see it again. Do you think it was worth your money? Um, well like, you know, I'm not, I, I'm still not like even on board with using that as a, I know you say that every fucking time. Yeah. No, cause I don't, if you're, yeah, no, if cause I don't think money. it's good. No, cause I don't think it's a good metric. Okay, well, because it's like, dude, did I want, time. did I want to go to the movies and see a movie? Yeah. And did it like, and well, I saw you this. Think it's not a good metric because you didn't pay for that movie specifically. You paid for a monthly subscription. Um. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. That's like because I don't really think about that. Like, it's, but like when you ask it to me, the way that you ask it, the way that you're framing it, I don't even think about the fact that I have the fucking subscription service. Um, because it's like you see things that you're interested in or you read about them that you're interested in and then you go see it. And like going to the movies is like an experience. I don't think you should see it as like a transaction. It's like, you know, it's like when I go bowling and I bowl a fucking bad game, I don't think that that was like a waste of my money because like I still spend money to go to a bowling alley and have a good time and like partake in that experience. 
So like by going into a movie theater and sitting in the chair and watching a movie on a gigantic screen, you're already technically getting your money's worth. That's the whole reason that you went to the movie. So that's why I don't think it's like a really good metric. I think that it's a worse metric than just saying like, did you like it or did you not like it? Did you like it or did you not like it? Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm neutral. I, 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 and that, that's like, that's a little bit tinged with bias because like I said, this movie had like so many things that I normally like from like that genre that I feel like I should have liked it. But at the same time, I was a little bit unsatisfied with how it ended and how I felt. So I'm, I, I don't normally feel this way when I leave movies like I don't normally feel like man I really need to see that I guess I kind of felt like that way with Tenet where I was like fuck I feel like I'd have to see that again before I could really definitively say whether I liked it or didn't like it because there's so many things about Tenet that are like really cool and in that Christopher Nolan like wheelhouse of like high concept sci-fi but the but the concept was also like so difficult to grasp and had so many like weird elements that like, I didn't think were going to be part of the movie that were like difficult to absorb on a first watch when you're, when you're taking it in all at once for the first time. You know what I mean? I feel like when you watch tenant for a second time, you're going in with like a basis of knowledge of kind of like how things work and you can pay more attention in the scenes to try and fill in the gaps of like where the mechanics kind of all come together and see whether or not you actually think that the the premise that he's executing on is satisfactory or not. And that's kind of how I felt with this one. It's like, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Now that I kind of know I can kind of see like the whole picture and see whether or not all the elements that were being introduced filled in the gaps kind of sufficiently. So um, so I guess like a, a way to say it is like, if you were really conscious about like spending money on this, I would say probably wait till it comes in a form that you can watch it multiple times. So like, if you are going to spend money on it, spend it on like a rental or spend it on like a subscription service, if it goes to one or something like that, so that when you watch it, you could then watch it again right after, because it's just like, it's very confusing. Um, cause otherwise if you see this in theater, you're going to have to either like stick around and sneak into another showing of it, or you're going to have to like go on a different date and pay for it to see it again. Uh, which I would say would probably not be something that you, you is not within the normal purview of like how we, you know, of most movies, most movies you can see it once and you know whether or not, you know, so, I, so I'd say that this one is, is unique in that it, it, it falls into that. Like, I don't fucking know. Um, there are certain movies that are like that. Like, uh, my friend and I were kind of talking about this. Like, um, I don't know if this is the greatest example, but I, I feel like Prometheus is kind of one of those movies where when you see it, it's like, oh, I thought I was going to get this like alien movie. And I ended up getting this really strange, like, mythology yeah. movie with a lot of like weird elements. And it just, it, it was so many things. Like, there was like, you know, plot lines about like artificial intelligence and uh like bioweapons and like genocide and like some yeah. other weird shit like and the themes creators of humanity and yeah and it's like and, it's so far and, off from like what you kind of thought you were going to get when you went to see it so it, it it's kind of like fuck i feel like i'd have to see it again now that i like know all the 
pieces that are on the board. And now I can watch like more intuitively how they all move. Um, that's yeah. So, um, so yeah, I would say if you're like a fan of like a two four movies, it definitely like follows their kind of criteria where it's very like moody and uh, atmospheric and the music really like drives a lot of like the emotion and the scenes and stuff like that. And is used in like very creepy kind of way. This movie is definitely more on like the, um, not like horror, but it's more of like, kind of like a, I don't know, atmospheric thriller slash mystery something kind of like in that realm um it's it's like psychological in in some some ways yeah um yeah it's one of the more like obscure um it's one of the more because like i didn't know that it even related to king arthur like i I ended up reading like the wikipedia synopsis of it later and it said that this was based on like an arthurian legend and so i think it's one of the more like obscure ones and I will say that, like, I liked the lesson that they were trying to tell with this movie. Um, I just feel, based on my first viewing, it was done a little clunky. And I don't know if that's, like... Like, part of me thinks that, like, the movie could have been longer. And maybe was in, like, a different cut. But then, like, the studio... You know, it's, like, one of those things where, like, they have to get it under a certain runtime or something like that. And it's, like, I don't know if we can release this, like, fucking slow dramatic horror-ish psychological like medieval movie and have it be like three hours. I think this movie probably would have benefited from being like three hours. And I also think it probably would have benefited if it had uh, subtitles, not because they were speaking foreign, but they did have like English accents. Like really and they were heavy all- accents? Not really heavy, but they were talking in like old English. Like they said the a lot and they... They their dialect wasn't like ours. It wasn't like common English. You think they should like have translated it to like modern English? No, because I thought that it it made it feel more like a period piece, which you know I thought was like a good element to it. But there was like like subtitles that translated it to modern English. No, not necessarily. Like I think like because there was just a part where uh, Alicia Vikander like gave like kind of like a long monologue, and it was just difficult to keep track of all the things that she was saying because she was kind of talking like symbolically or sim sim. She was talking in symbols, symbolic metaphors. Symbolically, symbolically, she was talking very like symbolically. Like she was, she was saying things, but in like a, it's like no one's ever had this conversation ever before in the world, and like for whatever reason, you're saying all these words now, and it's like it was hard to keep track of like because you, she's saying things. So I feel like this whole review is like I need to watch this movie. Yeah, you need you need to watch it to say yeah. Like like there was like one part where she was like saying a bunch of things and like all the words were like plain English, but you were also kind kind of trying to decipher the message that she was giving at the same time, you know. And I felt like my brain couldn't keep up with like how hard it was to decipher it and how quick she was saying it. And so I kind of got like lost a little bit in it. And I don't know how super important it was, 
but I feel like it was probably important. It was in the fucking movie and it was kind of a monologue. So it's like, it was probably, there's probably something in there that had I seen it um, or heard it appropriately, probably would have helped me a little bit more with like the conclusion of the movie. So I would like to see it again. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to when it comes out online. Cause then I can watch it again and I can watch it with subtitles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like my impression is like, I want to like this movie. Um, it has so much going for it. Like in the beginning, especially it's like really strong and has just like a lot of cool shit. Um, and I, I just like the setting and I like the way that they filmed things and I like the way that the characters acted and, um, I like the overall like theme that it was going for it, but I just got like a little bit lost at the end and, um, I don't think it's like unsalvageable. I think if I saw it another time with what I know now from the first viewing that I'd be able to like extract more satisfaction from the ending. But I also wouldn't be beyond saying that like if, if I watched it again and felt the same way, I would be willing to say that this movie actually isn't that good. Cause it's like, if I feel the same way twice, I would, I would be pretty confident saying like, yeah, this is just like, it's not good for whatever reason. Like maybe it needed to be longer. Maybe there's deleted scenes or whatever. Cause like there, there were like some parts where I felt like it was moving kind of fast at the end. Um, where I felt like it was just kind of like introducing stuff, introducing stuff, introducing stuff. And I felt like, ah, man, like this needs a little bit of breathing room. Maybe there was like a little bit more that was cut where it could have been slower. Cause like, I feel like the beginning like moved really, really slowly. It was like, it had like a lot of buildup and I felt like that was all really warranted because it was kind of like setting the, the tone and the atmosphere and all this stuff. But at the end it started feeling like kind of fast. So I felt like, I felt like maybe they did make some edits and some cuts just to get it to a certain runtime. Mm. Um, like it, the, the pace of the end of the movie felt a little off uh, with the pace of the beginning of the movie. Um, so I'm curious about that. I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but that was kind of the instinct that I had. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the consensus on the green Knight is watch it twice. Unless you don't like it the first time, then it's not good. But if you do like it the first time, but you still don't get it, <laughs> you should watch well, it. I'd say if you sure like whether you like it or not. I would say if you like arts like more artsier stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you like the stuff that A24 makes and you like that like more artsy stuff and you want to go see something that like cuz like all the stuff that's in theaters right now is like it's like Black Widow and Jungle Cruise and Snake Eyes. You know, it's all this like you know, triple a corporate mainstream, like action schlock, you know? So if you want to, yeah. So if you want to go see something that's a little bit more like low key and you like, you know, you like taking risks on those kind of things then go see this because there is a lot of stuff that like will probably appeal to like that side of like film goer. Um, yeah. If you're like one of those people, there will be a lot of things that like you'll like about this, but like whether you like it as an overall movie will be like hard to say. It'll be like it'll be whether or not you caught on to like what the movie's trying to get you to catch on to. Because I'm getting kind of dumb, and so I don't always catch on to shit. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> no, you need to play the Call of Duty on this. Like, we'll come next time. <laughs> Mission failed. We'll get him next time.
yeah, that's that's how I felt about this one when I saw it. So yeah. Oh my god! Wow! Oh my god! Okay, so that's the Green Knight. I'll come back and I'll have my clap back review, and then you'll be able to see. You'll be able. To, I'll know. You I'll know if review? I like it after my clapback review. My review that oh, acts okay. as a clapback to your review. Oh, okay. So I watch this fucking movie. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it's probably better than Snake Eyes. So. Probably. Although, I mean, did Snake Eyes have Baroness in it? Or, I'm sorry, did Green Knight have Baroness in it? I don't think so. Um, no, but it had Alicia Vikander in it with short hair, and she was cute. Uh, I'm looking at IMDb pictures right now. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> um, got great it, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, though, so it's like 89% fresh. Um, yeah, I never know whether to trust Rotten Tomatoes or not. Um, but... Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I take into account like the critic scores and the audience scores and i usually tend to trust the audience scores more than the critic score it depends on what kind of movie it is yeah like, so i've noticed that like any big hollywood movie that aims to like push a message will have really great critic scores and the audience scores are usually not great and then uh, any movie that's yeah, because like, the critics really... are paid off <laughs> yeah exactly and any movie that's just like really fucking stupid, but like a lot of people like it, like it'll have great audience scores, like uh, Army of the Dead, right? Didn't that have like a pretty good audience score? I mean, like I have no up. idea. But yeah, it'll have like great audience scores, and then it'll have like really bad critics scores. So uh, really, it's not about like one score or the other; it's the disparity between the two. Makes that sense. Gives me a gives me an idea of. Where yeah. Be good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like my, my intuition would say that like a lot of people that go to see this movie, like for whatever reason that they're going to see it, I think that they would be more inclined to like it than not like it. Um, okay. And yeah. And like I said, like when I left it, it's like, fuck, I want to like this movie. Like I really want to like it. I really do, but I'm just like, based on just how confused I was by the time that it ended, it's like, I don't, I don't really feel like I could say definitively, like, I can't give like reasons, um, other than like superficial reasons, like the cinematography's nice and the costumes were cool and like the music and the sound design was really good. Um, Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it is, yeah. And I would say, like, the first, like, two-thirds of the story are good. And then, like, that last third of the story, I was just like, I actually don't know what the fuck's going on. So that, I would usually, I, I feel like the story is, like, a pretty big component. So I would like to know how I feel about the story before I definitively say whether I liked or not liked it. So I feel like, yeah, on a second watching, like, knowing everything that I know, I'd be able to, like, I'd be more prepared for, like, that third act kind of, not necessarily like twist, but just like when it gets a little bit more like twisty and turny 
and I'd be able to like keep my bearings a little bit more. Cause I just felt like a lot of stuff started happening and it was like difficult to kind of keep track. Cause this movie's very, it, it's very symbolic. There's a lot of, um, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of, thi- I feel like the, the shots are very like purposeful. And there's a lot of like signs and, um, you know, think things of that nature, uh, where it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're kind of like your bearings are a little lost that you're not going to get all the like meaningfulness out of all the shots. Um, and yeah, things like I think that. midsummer was like that. Yeah. I felt a little confused like when midsummer ended too, but I feel like midsummer was such a more like linear and like easy to understand story. Yeah. Uh, that I wasn't, I didn't feel like this um ambivalent yeah uh, i would say i I felt the most com- confused when hereditary ended it just like came out of nowhere yeah like i said i still haven't seen that one. Oh shit well here's what happens at the end i don't know what y'all ah! you better stop stop okay well i won't <laughs> for you then <laughs> So, so yeah, that's that's the review, I guess. Yeah. Watch it or don't fucking watch it. Fuck yeah, it. we don't we don't care. It's your money. Yeah. yeah. Give, like, shit. You think I give a fuck? Ooh, I'm gonna listen to Gallon and Chicken for two yeah. hours. This <laughs> movie, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna edit it. It's gonna be like three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like three minutes of us talking and like an hour and 37 minutes of blurp. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, it's going to be like all the the dead spaces and the ums in between our sentences. <laughs> just all put together. That's pretty good. That was actually not bad at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I liked... Had a, had a lot of good things going for it. Yeah. I like the slow pace of it, but it wasn't too long. So like kind of yeah. evened out. Um, and I like the way it was like divided up in the chapters. Mm-hmm. And most of all, uh, so like this movie like kind of subverts expectations like every time. Like the it's almost like he went through three tests and he passed them by not playing. Like the only way to win is to not play, right? So like he went through the that fight club thing. And he didn't fight, he just got his ass beat. And he got to the next stage, the next step. And he went to the restaurant. The chef. Yeah, when he went to the restaurant and met with the chef, he didn't like try and intimidate him or anything. He just No, he like reminded him that he wasn't like being true to himself. Yeah. Which was like a really good scene. Yeah, um, I thought that that was like probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, and finally, um, yeah, I really like the dialogue in that scene. Like that I did too. That, gives, that, was mm-hmm. like, that even hit home for me. I'm like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, I mean, how many of us like do fucking shit for shit we don't care about for fucking people yeah. we don't care about? Like, that's our job. We live for that. And, like, they don't even know like you exist. Um, and then the third one, like, I thought he was going to try to poison this guy. Like, oh, this is what it's building to. And, it, and he didn't. He just 
reminded him of what it was like to be happy and he got the answer that he not that mm -hmm. he wanted but that he was looking for yeah um, so in a way it's he just becomes like a very stoic character yeah he maintains he, his composure throughout he was yeah he yeah i was i was surprised about that as well and um yeah i like nick cage in this I don't like I like I I know you you said that you really like him. I didn't get to say anything about it, but I'm like pretty neutral on Nicolas Cage. I don't like like him or dislike him. Uh, and like yeah, most, of stuff, most of the stuff, most of stuff, yeah, I would say like most of the stuff that I've seen him in that I don't like is because the movie's not good, and not because he's not good. And then the stuff yeah, that I, mean, I you like, separate him from you know. He's in, yeah, like, and the realize stuff realize that he's still giving like a great performance, even if like he has very little to work with. Yeah, and then the stuff that I've liked with him in it, I, I've never like thought he's like bad or like a detriment to it or anything like that. So I guess you could say that like I, I mostly like him, but yeah, I liked him in this. I like old man Nick Cage. I, I thought he like looked good, and he was like a um, just like having Nicolas Cage be the actor that's like playing this character that is like you feel like this guy has. He he's it almost felt like he's been at the highest of highs, but at the lowest of lows, right? And he's just really tempered and yeah. measured, and um, he's not. He he just wants to like keep to himself and um, kind of like live and let live, and he's you know he's just trying to get from like A to B with like the least amount of like confrontation possible and it's like the whole movie it feels like he's got the capacity to like go to a 10 and like yeah. really like escalate things and get things done that way but he doesn't he stays like really reserved and really conservative and um yeah it was just really enjoyable to watch him like go from scene to scene it, it took me a while to kind of like peg what the movie is supposed to be doing and how we're because like you know he is covered in blood like the entire <laughs> yeah the whole movie yeah it's just like a little distracting at first because it like like some of the scenes are just really ridiculous of him like covered in blood like in the really nice restaurant yeah in a restaurant um, yeah. but i also i also liked it because it just showed that like he was in this like constant state uh, of focus on like getting his pig back and he wasn't like concerned with other things. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it was like an interesting detail and uh, yeah, I thought the dialogue was good and um, yeah, like I said, I mean like when I said, I wish I was high, I like meant that as like kind of like a uh -huh. term of endearment for the movie. I was like, I was like, man, this would be like an awesome movie to just be like really like focused in on because i'm just like because it's like very slow and like everything's happening very kind of like deliberately but not in a way that's like obvious i feel like you'd get a lot from watching this movie again because like you know even like in the beginning like i i kind of noticed that he was the one that found the truffle and not his pig but i didn't really like i didn't re you know yeah. I, I i didn't really like pay much attention to it where like once he brought it out, you know, the pig was next to him. So I just assumed that like, I didn't know what kind of the movie this was going to be. And like, this movie is yeah. like actually like pretty well crafted. And so I thought maybe it was just like a sloppy detail or something like that. And it was, but, but like, and then he's like going home and uh, then he started like making like a pie or like a quiche or something like that. And I was just like, God, this guy is just like, this character is just like so many things. And I was still like 
I had kind of like a uh, a reservation about the movie because I'm like, it's Nicolas Cage. It's called Pig. It's about a pig that's going to get stolen. And I thought it was going to get like kind of off the rails at like one point. So I wasn't really like reading too much into anything. But then like once we got a little further into the movie and it started, I, I started to realize it was like a much tighter operation. Yeah. Um. It's like, yeah, I think if you went through and like watched it again, there'd be a lot of like little things you would see that would would like make a second viewing like pretty satisfying. Um, and I like the, like some like specific uses of like the camera shots and stuff like that. Like I liked when he was like getting the big head from the girl. I liked that like wide shot that they were doing. Um, and he which was getting sounds, the, the bread from the baguette. Yeah, when he was getting the salted baguette and he was oh, like talking yeah. to that girl. And it's weird because even though it was like a wide shot, that scene was still like kind of intimate. Yeah. Which is something that you wouldn't really kind of associate with that kind of like camera work. So yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of cool things about this. Um it was actually like a really good palette cleanser for like a lot of the movies that i've just recently like watched this one yeah. like i have a real it was it was like doing its thing it did it really well and uh it was easy to follow and it was satisfying uh i was sad that the pig died um I, you know that was like a very bitter sweet ending um and i I don't, I, I mean, I guess like we're supposed to relate it to that, like he's like used to loss because like clearly he's like lost his wife and yeah. he just knows how to like move on and like appreciate a good thing for like what it is when you have it. Yeah. Um, Cause like he didn't seem like bitter either, like through the whole movie. It wasn't like he was going to all these characters from his past and, you know, trying to really like rustle feathers or get something from them that he like didn't get in the past. He he seemed um very purposeful with like everything that he was doing and um he he seemed very fulfilled. Like there was no um this character was not like empty and in search of something. He just like wanted to kind of restore balance to his life that had previously been like unbalanced. And it, and it looked like wh whatever he was doing out there in the woods, like that was something that he like deliberately decided. And even that, like that speech about the like ocean, like washing away Portland and stuff is like kind of sticks out. But at the same time, it kind of makes sense if like he does believe that that he would like go out into the woods and just kind of like set aside like this little piece of life for himself that he can enjoy while things can be enjoyed um because it sounds like he just knows that like everything is temporary and that it could just like it could just go to shit any moment th through things that are like not of your control yeah and uh yeah this was this was really cool yeah i, I liked it a lot I enjoy it. Uh, I would recommend uh, watching this one. Yeah, I definitely would too. I would say like uh, get like a, a joint and like a, a glass of liquor or something like that. <laughs> a glass of booze and just like chill out and watch this movie. It's pretty cool. Yeah, don't expect an action movie. Like I, I don't. I didn't think it would be like John Wick because something uh, about the poster tells me that it would be, and I didn't really watching trailers for it. I just knew what the premise was. 
Yeah, I think I read the synopsis and it just seemed very similar to like, it, it was like, ah, uh, this guy, it, and it's Nicolas Cage. So like, I think I made that assumption where I just read it's like a, a pig hunter in Portland, like loses his pig and then he like goes to find it. And I'm like, oh, okay, Nick Cage is in it. And it's like about a guy that loses an animal and then goes to find it. And I'm like, where have I heard of this before? You know, this yeah. is like this really cliche plot that these like action movies are just using to set up, you know, revenge porn, essentially. Yeah. Or not revenge porn, but like, you know, just like murder porn, um, assassin porn. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is revenge porn, is what it is. I think revenge porn is more like, um, I think that that genre is. You're talking about this movie? No, no, no. I, would, I, think, I wouldn't say this movie is revenge porn. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying that I think that the term revenge porn is, uh, is derived from movies that are about like, like that promising young woman movie. That's more of like a revenge porn movie. Yeah. Um, and there's like another. I remember when we watched like Mike and Jay's like review about that movie. They kept bringing up this other old movie. Uh, that's about like an actress that gets raped or something like that. And then she spends like the whole movie, like trying to kill the person that did it to her. Uh, I think those kind of movies are more associated with revenge porn. That's why I, I revised it to be murder porn. But then I would say like, that's kind of broad as well. Like John wick is more about like assassination. So maybe it's more, it's like stylized assassination porn, but this movie is none of those things. This movie is like a really good, like slow, like character piece. Yeah. And uh, just good, like, craftsmanship. And, like, uh, you know, it feels like a lot of time went into thinking about, like, the different scenes and the dialogue and, like, how they were all going to play out and the structure to the three different acts. Yeah, I think it was well-written, and a lot of the lines were, like, really profound and uh, they resonated with me. Yeah. Again, a great performance from Nicolas Cage. It was distracting, the fact that he's just covered in blood the entire time. But A little bit, I know, but like, I mean, like, I like think... he transcended all of that. Yeah, like you said, yeah. he was hyper-focused on his goal to the yeah. point where he wasn't paying attention to all that stuff. So it made sense uh, that it was like that. Also, it, it seemed like it all happened in the course of, like, one day. I so. think two. Because they stayed at that, they at that hotel, and he that the, in the oh, morning right, they were yeah. eating breakfast, and that's where he talked about the ocean. Yeah. Um, and then they, that's when he like he, they drove to that place so he could get a lunch reservation from the hookup. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, it seems like it was over two, which is cool. I like I like stories that are that are like that that are kind of like pretty contained. Um. And uh, yeah, and then he like washed his face at the end, which was very like, was you the, know, symbolic. And the, uh, yeah, the like you know, he was like, yeah, like I'm done with this. Like I can, yeah. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm cleaning myself of like all this stuff that I've done. And then he, and then I liked that he played that, that tape. Um, yeah. And not because I was like super curious about like what was on it, but like juxtaposed to like the beginning, it's like he started playing it in the beginning and then stopped. And like that kind of like it feels a little shoehorned in, but uh, I think he stops because like he's got the pig and he's like content. And so he's like, I don't need to listen to this. That's like a, you know, that's like something that is from the past and is over. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And then when he came back and I think he just like listened to it to kind of like remind himself about like, I, I think it was more of like a, I, I want to like remember my wife because when I remember her, I remember all the good things. And like, that's how I want to like remember my pig is like, I'm going to, I'm going to move on with this. Like when I think about her, it's going to be like all the good memories and, and stuff like that. And it's kind of like him, like cat, like bookmarking or bookending like this. Yeah. This uh, like saga that he's <laughs> been on with the, with that whole thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good movie, especially compared to all the. Uh, all the yeah, good thing we didn't do like a, we didn't try and do a commentary track because we really didn't say much about anything yeah, other than the fact that quiet. like, yeah, yeah all, all we were basically saying was that he was like covered in blood, but like otherwise every scene was like pretty profound and like had our yeah. attention. That's how you know that it's like a good movie is if you're like yeah, it's like you're just like not saying anything. You're like really interested with like what's going on with the characters. Yeah, as opposed to like the minor details Mm -hmm. uh, or the problems, the glaring issues with it, which I don't think there were any. Yeah, when it's a simple story, they're able to avoid a lot of the uh, like giant plot issues and writing issues that a lot of other movies have today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So well done. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, this was good. I'm glad we got to finally see it.